Hello. And goodbye to anyone standing in John Cena's way when he takes on six men in a steel cage shoots and ladders match at WWE Super Slam. Order now and take $10 with a low, low price of just $49.99. Sir, you guys just called me, and as I mentioned before, we're not ordering this, so please stop calling my house. Thank you and goodbye. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys, Let's or... do this. Leroy Jenkins! Oh my god, he just ran in. Well, kids, I guess put down your uh, 20-sided dice and pick up your beers. It's St. Patty's Day, and it's time for XP Quest. Woohoo! It's time for a jig. It is time for a jig. Uh, just for the record, I'm not drinking We're green. not fishing? We're not drinking green beer tonight, but I think you're, oh, drink, okay. you're drinking a green label beer. Is that correct? Yeah, my can is green. <laughs> it's got a goat on it. Goats are Irish, right? <laughs> Uh, our regular host, Ray Tech, has stepped out this week because he was terrified of spoilers. Uh, and I can't blame him because we're going to be talking about some stuff. But you're not going to get too many spoilers because neither of us are really far in this game. But taking his place this week, we have a guest host, the, I'm sorry, the lovely Randark, because you're lovely. Uh, you're still I'm doing sexy, baby. <laughs> you're still doing the, uh, the Return of the Retro and some other stuff now. So yeah, say so say hi, um, what where are you? How do people find you, etc.? What's what's your shtick? So, hi, you can find me at Torchfork Mob now. Oh, okay. Um so I put <laughs> I've uh, started a new weekly streaming show. Well, started is wrong. It starts on Sunday. It's gonna be nine AM Eastern. I'm gonna be playing arcade games with the group called the Torchfork Mob. Um they're a bunch of guys I used to work with at another uh, group, and now they just do uh, streaming content. Uh, it's it's a wonderful group. They just love video games. There's no animus towards each other. It's it's just a fun fun group. Nice. And uh, torchforkmob.com to get all their information and stuff. So it's great. Yeah, you you you're my go to retro guy. Obviously, <clears throat> you're the only guy I know who actually has built their own cabinet. <laughs> yeah, but you're the only guy I know who's collected almost every NES game. Yeah, I'm still trying to sell those too. <laughs> Yeah, not a, if I not had the regret. money, buddy. Not a regret oh. in life. <laughs> you know what I bought today for the arcade cabinet? What did you get? I purchased a pair of uh, pistols. Okay. Light guns. So I can now play all the shooters uh, from the old arcade days. Wait, that we actually had a gun in your hand. Those are going to be awesome. I thought your your cabinet was like LCD or something. Um, it actually has a... Uh, right now it has a tube monitor in it. But... Um, <laughs> These work like the uh, Wii does. It's got a little sensor bar. Okay, okay. And then it tracks as a mouse on the screen. Okay. So it, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So we can finally come over and play Time Bandits 3? Time Bandits 3. What year <laughs> did it come out? If it's more than, if it's earlier than 90, or later than 95, probably not. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight... Uh, we're recording this live on St. Patty's Day. It is, God, it is March 17th, and this is episode 20. Our topic tonight is the new Torment Tides of Numera, which is the spiritual successor. What would you say this is? It's, they can't use the D&D brand, is that correct? So this correct. is like, this is like a... 
a very expensive uh, fan fiction <laughs> of the original Planescape uh, Torment, correct? Right. So what they did is they uh, – it's actually tied to Numenera. Numenera. Um, yeah. I'll get that right one of A couple of letters in the title there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so Monty Cook, who was a prolific D20 writer, um, came up with the, the world of Numenera. And Brian uh, Fargo, who you know made Fallout and the original Planescape Torment and a whole bunch of other uh, great isometric RPGs, um, runs the group in exile that came or that made this game. And so the two of them got together, built this whole giant thing up, and it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Yeah, so it. I of course heard about this frick back in the days uh, when the Kickstarter started. And I'm looking here; the Kickstarter was in March 2013. Yes, <laughs> March 2013, with a expected release date of December 2014. Yeah, and it just came out now in 2017. Yeah, two <laughs> years and three months later. But. To their defense, uh, if I'm looking at this, the Kickstarter, it was for $900,000. And apparently they met that goal within like the first six hours or something. Of Yeah, it was a little ridiculous. Because people just went like, oh my God, Planescape is coming back. I was one of those people in the first six hours when I heard about it. I, I saw a tweet that it was about to go live and then I went and I watched the thing and I just like, you know. I got my retro chub on and I'm just like, we're doing this. I think this was actually the first thing I tried to kickstart, if I remember correctly. So this this has been in my freaking Kickstarter feed forever. And they put out just stupid amounts of updates. And I started getting pissed off because they like released an entirely separate game while making this game. <laughs> so th- that game was Wasteland 2, right? I believe so, yeah. They had the Kickstarter for Wasteland 2, and they had the chance to be able to make this with Monty Cook. And while they're in the middle, so they had Bard's Tale before that. Bard's Tale sold a ton, made them a ton of money. So they did the Wasteland 2 um, Kickstarter, which did really well. And they were in the middle of making that. They weren't even close to done. But they had the chance to do this. So they quickly put this Kickstarter together, thinking they weren't that far along, or they weren't going to take that much longer on Wasteland 2. Wasteland 2, I don't even think, beat the December 2014 uh, time that this game was supposed to come out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just insane. But um, at the at the time of this thing's Kickstarter, it was the highest um, earning video game at $4.188 million. It's insane for like people that wanted just $900,000. Yeah, because I, I remember every day... They kept adding crazier and crazier stretch goals. And oh, it was absolutely nuts, the stretch goals they were putting there. <laughs> they've, they've met almost all of them, too. All right, so 900,000 achieved. 1 million. Brian Fargo's 10% personal match uh, up to 100,000 at the 2 million mark. That was achieved. <laughs> uh, 1.2 million. Choose your PC gender. You can play as either male or female. <laughs> 1.5 million. Deeper story and reactivity. New area, crystal dimension, and a fourth novella. Um, for Torment and Wasteland 2. Uh, <laughs> deeper story and reactivity, expanded music, another new area, a new companion, the toy, fifth and sixth novellas. Um, <laughs> Colin, one of the guys who works there, plays and provides commentary on Planescape Torment after the Kickstarter. 
Brian Fargo's personal match concludes, and all the you know the hundred thousand goes in. Um, Torment super fan Steve Dengler's personal match begins. Um, he had a pledge to match ten percent of all fun reigns from two million to three million. Oh, so it's, he had the potential to put another hundred thousand in, which he <laughs> ended up doing. Um, deeper story and reactivity again. Uh, issued a video of how there's just a seventh novella um, written. This one written by Monty Cook. Um, they added a, another a labyrinth. They added uh, expansive dialogue or yeah, an expansive saying, epilogue. Deeper it's story. Just, deeper story. Insane. Deeper story. Hire this person. Deeper story. And then it's just like we basically I, built an entire company. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, at the four million dollar mark, they added an additional major city. Um, and at the four point two five million, longer story. Voluminous Codex and Crafting Numenera. <laughs> so if you, if you haven't gotten there in the game, Numenera are, are things you actually um, can apply to your character, just to make that clear. We'll get okay. into that. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet. So I just, I just remember, like, in the thing, just living the past three years of updates, they would sit down and update, and it was either hey, we're doing this one weird game mechanic that made absolutely no sense in any context, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because they took what seemed like normal game mechanics and completely changed all of the names and the, you know... It's like... You know, it's like, I, I, I can't describe it other than the fact that... And I'm going to be super critical about this. It's like... They just couldn't call the gold gold. They got to call it Shin or Shill or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like... Every single thing in this game, they've completely butchered all normal naming standards. Yeah, I think you can blame that mostly on Monty Cook trying to be trying to not follow the standard of D and D. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's universe this takes place in, and because of that, it's he tries to do everything he can to not be D and D. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. Like the Shin, it's just stupid. It's money. Yeah, <laughs> it's money. I'm Give not giving money. you my leg bone, but there you go. And then, like, God, it's just like every stupid little object you pick up has a story behind it. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I guess right off the bat, let's talk about how far we've gotten into the game, just so people have a... Uh, oh, before uh, we get to that, we, I should mention that um, I went to the Kickstarter party for this. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so the I happened to be um, in Southern California the last day of the Kickstarter, and so I, I they offered any backer could go to this party, and I think I was the one who traveled from farthest away that wasn't involved in the team because I came. <laughs> I was living in Buffalo at the time, so that's like all the way across the country, and almost everyone who was there was from Southern California. I saw your picture. I'm like, how the hell did you like? I thought I'm like, did they do it in Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they had an open bar that was paid for by their uh, Bard's Tale money. So I was going to say for, for $4.1 million, you, you better be getting an open, <laughs> an open bar. <laughs> so the, um, so I, got, I basically got my money's worth there at the party because <laughs> I paid $20 <laughs> for the game. But uh, it was cool. They had a, a cake, a black frosted cake that just had torment on it. That was really nice. They had a bunch of the... Uh, um, the uh, what's it? I'm missing the adjective, but the art that you make before you make the game. 
they had a bunch of that up in there, some really large pieces. Um, I got to meet Brian Fargo and Monty Cook and uh, basically everyone who was involved with the game I could go up and talk to if I wanted. Nice. It, it was a really cool this, experience. This is before you even got your copy of the game and played a second of it. <laughs> right. This is this is before they even were sure how much money they were going to have from the Kickstarter. <laughs> And they had this this big countdown as it ended, so we got to see that, and it was fun. I had to take off before the actual real fun of the party began after that, but uh, it was it was a good time. I was really happy I went. Jesus. <laughs> and now, do you do you think do you wish that you could like summon some gigantic ethereal clock that spans the generations and go back and punch Monty Cook right in the face for writing so much text? <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> so I have—I don't know if I've talked to you about this much, but I have a real problem with reading. Not that I don't—I mind doing it. I, it puts me to sleep. Like every night, I will pick up a book and I will make it maybe three pages, and I will be asleep. And this includes comic books. It doesn't matter what I'm reading, unless unless I'm wired, I will fall asleep. So I can play about an hour of this in one sitting, and then boom, I'm done. <laughs> Just like I'm falling asleep on the bed, couch. Bedtime, yeah. So, God, I, let's just get right into that mechanic, right? <laughs> like, there, there, there's <laughs> the, the reading. <laughs> yeah, there, there's this Steam review where it says the game's been advertised as having a word count higher than the Bible, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> the word count is too damn high. Everything in Torment drops a wall of text upon the player. For right and wrong reasons, the game act lacks an editor's hand who would have cut half of the text out. <laughs> it's like... I started... Like, every time you pick up a damn object in the game, it has, like, its entire back history, and it's easily a paragraph of, of text. And while the controls are easier, a lot easier than, like, the older... Baldur's Gate, D&D, Icewind Dale, Planescape, right? The interface is beautiful. I, I, it's yes, sexy. it's gorgeous. I love the way it, it um, the dialogues pop up and everything. The animation was amazing to me. And um, you could totally play this game one-handed, right? Because it, it's, it's either point and click with the mouse or when you're going through the, these dialogues, you could literally take your hand off the mouse and you could just use the number pad on your on your... your your keyboard because enter will either just continue or scroll down or you could hit like your, your selections. Like I want to do selection one, two, three, or four, right? That's a so fantastic because, feature, but my God, there's a lot of text <laughs> because this game is so beautiful. I've been playing it on my uh, TV in the other room through the steam link. Oh my God. Um, it is, ju- it is still just gorgeous to look at. <laughs> um, I found a, uh, a nice profile for my Steam controller where on the left um, pad, you can get all the uh, numbers for the text. So I literally can play it with one hand just right there. Just put it in my left hand and get through all the text. <laughs> Click on what I want to. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's bad enough you're doing all the reading, but you're also sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice and comfy. My feet up in the recliner and just like, I'll oh, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... God, I... So far, just to give people an estimate of how much reading there is, um, I am, let's see, as of 
this show. Let's see. I have I'm three and a half hours into this game, and I've only had two battles so far. <laughs> I've only fought twice. <laughs> And now, one of those was the tutorial. Yeah, one of them was the tutorial at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and you're just like, God, there's so much freaking talking. <laughs> um, I am about five hours <coughs> in. I have had no more battles than you have. <laughs> I found my first tavern, but this is just a tavern. It's not an inn. So I'm still searching for a place to sleep five hours in. And I've had someone tell me where they are in general, and I just haven't gotten there because I keep talking to everyone along the way. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's that's goes to problem number two. Um, every single person everywhere has like a dialogue tree, like a ridiculous well, dialogue tree. At least that I've come across so far. You'll get to to an area where there, there's a couple, you know, nameless. You know, NPCs that have like, you know, you click on them, they say one sentence, you know, like, like you used to see in Baldur's Gate. Took stuff, an arrow guys, to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that type of thing. Um, but for the most, it, it stays like that for most of the characters from what I've seen so far. <sighs> I mean, I'm not even out of the first city. I'm five hours in. I haven't even seen the whole city. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm three Just and half, ridiculous. I'm three and a half hours in, and I think I've only made it into four separate boards of the game. <laughs> like I made it to the city central. I rescued, I, I rescued the prisoner who was, I can't even describe what was, it sounded horrible. <laughs> like not to, not to spoil, but it sounded horrible in our freedom. Um, I don't, did I free him? I know who you're talking about. I don't remember if I did that or not. I may have just let him suffer. <laughs> yeah. Because now his friends, my, my companion, but let's see. I took I took a I took a path. I knew that this game was going to be heavily story driven, right? And typically in these games, I always play as like a freak, either a fighter or a thief, right? And I hate doing the, the magic route in most of these games because it seems like the magic it's either it's either gimped at the beginning and then op at the end, or you know I don't know the balance is never right. So I'm just like, this time I took like a, a, it's, I'm like a jack of all trades where I just have minimal or sort of, you know, level everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, I specifically took skills and abilities, um, around like charismatic things. Right. So I, I have high persuasion. I have high, you know, deception and stuff like that. And that so far has led to some hilarious stuff because, I might not have had that many fights because I think I've talked my way out of a few fights already. <laughs> I, I know I've talked my way out of at least <coughs> one. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm, I'm very interested in the system that they have there, which is also used for convincing people. It seems to be the same system. Mm -hmm. But I know one of the reasons is I, I did try to go the magic path. And right now, I'm completely out of uh, the intellect points you get. <laughs> so you're just walking around like all dumb, <laughs> uh, well, I, looking for are, a bed. Yeah, exactly. They refresh when you sleep, and I I just can't find anywhere to sleep yet. So, kind of just trying to avoid actually getting in a fight at all. <laughs> okay, okay. The, when you enter the town, there's a 
there's like the 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 cultist or whatever those guys are the I, I can't even remember what the freak the, the the name of them are that's where I finally slept I did a I did I did a, a small a quest for them and then I gained access to a store and a, a bed to sleep there and I finally slept but the sad part is like the guy that I was trying to also help save the prisoner, like he, there's like a counter, there's a countdown on him and he dies after a couple days. So like I slept one night and then his companion that was helping us rescue him was just like, uh, yeah, can we get moving? Cause he's only got a day of life. Left. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> just like, it's like, everything is ridiculously intertwined. And, um, Okay, so obscurity aside, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's just talk mechanics right off the bat. It's it's obviously uh, a point and click, and then you could use the arrow keys or the WADS keys to sort of shift the screen around. Um, the some s- successes right off the bat, other than the game looking just downright sexy, is. Uh, your ability to just tab key and it pulls up everything that you could possibly interact with. Right. I have to put that on my steam controller. I found that by accident yesterday. <laughs> you didn't do that. So Aww. I've been, I've been mousing over. everything. <coughs> oh, which is, which may be the reason I didn't find a place to sleep. <laughs> my God, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So I have to edit the uh, thing to uh, give me that ability. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> that's okay. Hey, it it is what it is. That's what that's what happens when you play with a Steam controller with a uh, user made config. So you're, you're they made mi- it the way they wanted it, and you got to figure out exactly how you want it. You're missing out in critical walls of text you could be reading. That's true. I probably am, which is probably why I'm already through the underground and back up the other side. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the underground, but you know, I, I've explored beyond it. I don't even know if you've gotten there based on what you've been saying. No, I haven't got to, I, I'm aware that it exists. I haven't gotten there because I was working on the prisoner guy. Now you got, you haven't talked to the cultist yet about the clock yet then. Um, the clock was that the the thing with the three terminals yes yeah yes i did do that you did okay so because that was that was the first time i came across the puzzle and i'm like god damn it and i went out to a wiki page and i'm like because I, I did it like twice and it failed and i'm like okay i i give up i'm terrible with puzzles yeah i think <laughs> i think i looked that one up too it wasn't it's once i figured out what it, once i read what it was it was obvious that it was that but it's just like there's not enough here to tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> now, would you, uh, it, and we'll, we'll throw this question out to the chat guys too. It, do you think that's a failing of the game where like the very first puzzle, like both of us went out to a wiki page instead of trying to figure it out? Because <laughs> pers- personally, I think it's my failing. I mean, it's, it's not the 1990s anymore. I'm not willing to give the time <laughs> to figure the things out anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm blaming me. I I think it's I think it's right in the tradition of puzzles in isometric games. It's always been. Oh, just uh, <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> oh man. 
So uh, what what do you you so you're playing as the Nano then? The, yes, the I'm wizard. a Nano. Yep. Apparently, I'm a Jack <laughs> or yeah, a as rogue. A jack of all trades. I can't. <laughs> that is such a terrible. Like, it's a rogue. <laughs> you could have come up with anything else except a Jack. A glaive you know? is a warrior. A Nano is a wizard. A Jack is a rogue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would ever play Numenera tabletop after after just the beginning of this game. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Drac might have. Drac good. might have. He, he's a tabletop guy. He might have actually sampled this at some point, but he I, you know, he didn't want to come Cook, on the show because he didn't. He hasn't bought the game yet. <laughs> <laughs> Money Cook made my favorite. Um, tabletop d20 uh conversion for i think it was 3.5 D 3.5 okay it was called uh, iron heroes it it um is low fantasy so there there is magic but it's pretty wild and deadly and but um you get points for doing that you know crazy acrobatic crap um <laughs> so it ends up being this really cool game but and it's actually the only book i own in hardcover for uh um table topping Nice. I did not expect Numenero to be so freaking nuts after that. <laughs> I know you just like. Uh, so um, God, the so the 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 play system. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this. It's so freaking complicated. <laughs> <laughs> there's well, there's c- ciphers and there's abilities and so maybe, what what's the description for the ability pools right you have like strength uh, you have might um intellect and i forgot the other one there's three there's three different ones it's might intellect and, and speed I speed think. that's right and, and when you're faced with a challenge or you're in the combat you can choose to spend some points from your pool to give you a better chance of success. Um, and then obviously you don't gain those again until you sleep. Yes. And so depending you, on what the challenge is, depend determines what um, pool you're using. And then, so say it's uh, something that needs more speed, you can choose one of your allies that has a bigger pool of speed to get the uh, bonuses from him instead of, you know, using like my guy has like a four in speed. So I have four uses of it and they, they get eaten up pretty quickly if depending on the tasks you're doing. Yeah. But like, basically when you go to do anything that requires like a, a die roll, right. Yeah. Um, it will present you with the option to use something from your pool to bonus your 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 success and it shows you the pers- and it's it doesn't look like it's a it's a a die roll it looks like it's a like if you number it, bar yeah it's 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 weird it's like if you choose like if if by default you're doing a persuasion check in a conversation and it says you're going to have a 60% success rate you could add a point and get a 75% success rate, or you could add two points and get a hundred percent success rate, just as an example. Right. Yeah. And if you do the two points, the two points are gone, but you straight up guarantee a success in whatever the, the, the check is basically. And as a result of that, like, like you said, it's like, as soon as those points are gone, 
it screws up the rest of the game until you find a safe or a place to sleep. And by the way, to sleep at that camp, it was like 40 gold or shills or shims. 40 or shin. Yeah. Shmishness. <laughs> um, so it's like, God, I, I, I wish there was a way that you could just auto rest or something, you know? I think that's yeah, like the fact that I had to go find a spot, a specific spot to, to, to rest, to refill the, those points. That's sort of like, yeah, it's so from what I've been reading as far as, you know, I tried to sleep out in town and from what I can tell, they just don't want you to sleep in the middle of their city. Like a bum. Yeah. I'm thinking once you're out of the city, maybe you can just rest, you know, anywhere. Okay. With you know, obviously probably with a chance of dying, but um, <laughs> yeah, see, that, I, I don't know for sure because I haven't gotten there. That's more adventure like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like Neverwinter Nights all over again. It's like <laughs> twenty-two God, hours they... of gameplay. We finally get out of the city. Yay! Chapter <laughs> one's done. I found all the crappy uh, beasts that don't do re- anything, and I never really get to see the magical beasts. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there's not enough beer for this. Okay, so... Uh, so... so <laughs> I'd like to talk about the combat, but I really can't because, I've, <laughs> like you, I've had two encounters, and I you know, they're desi- those are two encounters you're designed to be easily, easily defeat. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just, it's kind of ridiculous. In, in the second encounter... As you, we could talk about this because it's, it's, it's. This was like hour one and a half of the game, right? <laughs> Just so people understand, there's probably easily a hundred hours of main quest storyline if you count the time to read everything. Oh God, and that's it's got to be right. I mean, that's my failing. It has to be. <laughs> that's my failing is the the the, uh, the reading, but um. Yeah, when you when you finally, what do they call it? It's not combat; it's a crisis or something like that. Yes, a crisis. <laughs> it's not you combat. Face a you face a crisis. But it, what the best part is, I did notice is in that second crisis that you fail that you fight. Um, they point out that you can actually talk to people in the battle. Like I had, I had my character go towards the main protagonist who was fighting us, and I had a conversation with him. In the middle of the battle. <laughs> so, and then that was like one of the things they suggest that you had all your players interact with them. And I tried that, but like this one guy, the, the one of the guys, like, okay, I'm, I've already forgotten his name. He's in, he's not worth remembering. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he kept getting like uh, rooted or, you know, like trapped or snagged or uh, whatever Monty Cook <laughs> called it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And um, God, yeah, I, I do. I will admit that. Uh, speaking of, of of the discussion, I guess between the characters, the interactions. If you do take the time to stop after you have major quest updates, if you if you have the time to to talk to your party, the some of the stuff they've they've said about each other is quite hilarious. Like now that the I'm on my 
like you start the game and then you immediately get two companions and then eventually you have to choose one of them and then the other one leaves and then then you're yeah. in the city i rescued that guy and the guy that had me rescue him joined my party as a result so now i'm backed up with up to 3 again and it's hilarious the discussion between the the two people that i have because like one of them's just like a snobby bitch, and then the other one's just like a complete. Oh, so like, you took the chick too? Yeah, <laughs> the other <laughs> the guy the guy that just joined he's basically like a complete like thief, liar, spy. You know, like he just like. So so we have the bitch, a thief, and the other guy you could have chosen instead of the bitch is kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Oh, I'm sorry. This this show is is. No, no. <laughs> We're the late night feed now. <laughs> so I'm just like, it was cracking me up because I'm just like, when you have a conversation with them, you could ask them, like, what do you think of the other people in our party, right? And they'll give you their, like, the, the lady will just be like, well, I don't trust them, blah, 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 blah. And then. He chimes in and is like, I can hear you two talking about me. <laughs> <You're> just, like, <laughs> it's just like it's not it's not a private conversation. You know, it's just oh, like you're sitting great. here right in front of the other person, like, what do you think of the other person? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like when when like you said, the you, you got the bitch and the asshole at the beginning. Make sure you take the time to talk to both of them and ask them about each other because the interaction you got was oh, that, they, that was they, worth a read. Yes, it was. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I still don't understand why they they're hate working yeah. together. Yeah, because they're working together, but they hate each other. <laughs> that was some good reading. Yeah, it was excellent. Oh man, the, uh. the, the game is it's gorgeous. It has walls of text that you have to get through. But beyond that, it still feels like the old isometric RPGs. Even with its weird systems and everything, you, you're still a character on a background, basically, walking across. And it's amazing how much I missed that in the, what, couple months since I've played Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Yeah, it's and... Just, and- that's one of the reasons that Ray didn't want to come on the shows because he is currently playing through Planescape, um, and I don't, I don't think he's ever beaten it. So like he's this he's putting an effort in actually beating Planescape right now. I never and, finished uh, it myself. And I got maybe halfway. He isn't gonna play this game until Planescape is done. So I'm like, okay, well if you just wanna <laughs> if you wanna duck out, I won't fault you for that. <laughs> so worked out. You were coming on the show to help me. Praise and, and tear this game apart at the same exact time. <laughs> so you know how these Kickstarters have crazy, you know, pledge ten grand. So yeah. this one, this one had to pledge ten grand that nine people backed. Oh my god! Like one of them was probably like Notch. <laughs> you know, uh, the you get an invitation to the launch party, which I got to go to anyway. Yeah, big deal. Um, extremely limited, limited personalized plaque, and if you notice the names in the opening credits, it's those guys. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to pay ten grand to have your name pop up every time someone launches the game. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So beyond the um, 
the three pools. There's also um, what are called tides in the game. And I don't know if you've noticed these changing. I, as you oh, play. yeah. I have seen them. I have no idea what they do. So if you know, go ahead and enlighten me, please. <laughs> so I'm just reading from the uh, Kickstarter page. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are the tides? <laughs> Unseen forces in the ninth world, forces that have profound and lasting effects for those attuned to their motions. Like gravity or magnetism, the tides are invisible, powerful, and with the right tools, perhaps controllable. Uh, they represent complicated concepts, blah, blah, blah. There's five different colors. There's blue, gold, indigo, red, and silver. And each represents different things. Um, and based on the choices you make in the game, different tides go up and that. I don't know about you, but I, I haven't been playing in a consistent mode because mine's constantly jumping between like three different colors. Yeah. Well, I, I maybe like I don't I don't think it's like a slider bar where like you're either good or evil, right? And if you get better at good, then you're less evil. Does that make sense? Like I think I think when you look at that at that 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 picture, you're basically moving that point closer to the edge of that five sided little picture there that's on the page. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. And eventually just your your pool will get bigger. <laughs> so that's well, I hope so. Makes it, yeah, because it, 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 and it, it, it seems like it really is like a, an alignment sort of a thing, right? But instead of saying uh, an alignment between you know chaotic, lawful, good, and evil, right? It has mm-hmm. this gigantic, freaking five-sided dodecahedron. BS. <laughs> You're just like pentagon. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> It, it, he couldn't just use a, a you know a standard you know uh, alignment because once again that would be a D and D thing, right? <laughs> so inst- yeah, exactly. So instead, he goes with this just pentagonal BS thing. So it, basically, every time you show empathy, your gold raises, or any time you show passion, your red raises, right? Right, but if you if you let's let's take me for example, I'm playing like a. a wizard that's also a paladin so i'm trying to be very good and compassionate blah blah blah. so basically that will comprise justice and indigo empathy and gold charity and gold um add uh, a little bit of admiration and silver and insight and wisdom and blues so there's four of the five i'm just going to be pushing towards <laughs> and it's just like well what the shit am i actually doing <laughs> exactly and then, like the quest where the side quest where I rescued that guy who was who was um, who was being killed, right? To to you know, without too much spoilers, to rescue him, you have to do some like subterfuge against the state, basically. Like you basically <laughs> lied and persuaded my way to complete that quest, you know, cause you're basically freeing a guy who's guilty. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so, I think that's why I didn't free him. I think I determined he was guilty and it's like, Oh, sucks to be you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went through that whole quest line and I freed him. It was a good quest. Like that was actually good. But yeah, was, I, I got to use all my persuasion mites and, uh, yeah. And then I, I was completely out of skill points. I went back and, and finally, you know, slept, <laughs> but <laughs> God, that was good. So you haven't talked to the the the, the clerk yet in the town center. The clerk. Apparently not. His entire um, life is revolves around filing paperwork in and out of portals. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I have talked to him. That sounds awesome. I should that guy. He is a complete bureaucrat. <laughs> like, utter bureaucrat. Like, life is about filing paperwork. Anything that's not filing paperwork is not worth living. <laughs> oh, man. I'm. You haven't been to the underground, and now I don't know if I'm getting different games confused or not. <laughs> I got I to gotta look it up. Continue what you're saying. I got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, the the uh, well, the underground. It it sounded very reminiscent of like you know the the thieves guild sort of a thing in like the Elder Scrolls series, right? Where it's like, oh, don't go underground. That's where all the scum and villainy live. And you go down there, and it's like they're actually pretty cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> these are my people. <laughs> Um, I got down there and I'm supposed to be searching for this woman. It kind of reminded me of uh, the beginning of KOTOR. <laughs> um, having to do crap down in their underground to find this the chick. And uh, maybe it's just me, but I'm trying to find somebody that's got a spoiler on this so I can read it. <laughs> I can't because I've been playing this. I've been playing Shining Force. I just... Everything is jumbled in my mind. I know Shining Force doesn't have an underground, so I'm assuming it's this. But there's like this race of robots, I think, that are down there that um, have rusted up and they're kind of stuck. And you get you got to talk to them, and uh, you got to oil them like the Tin Can Man from Wizard of Oz. Oil can. No, they never they never actually move, but it's it's. Uh, just interesting the stuff you got to do around the place to uh, get the things you need to progress. So it's got to be this game. This is the only game where I haven't, the first quest I've been given hasn't been go kill 10 rats. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. And, I have not had a, a quest like that myself. And you start off right off the bat, the first fight, you're, you're guaranteed to win almost, but it's still like, you start with some good, some pretty good uh, stuff. Like you're not like a complete wuss, right? You, well, like, right off the that... bat, between you and your companions, they have the ability to like teleport and do all sorts of like. The one guy has like the chain react, the chaining thing. Like he could chain his actions together that sort of magnify all his actions and stuff like that. You looked far more into that than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I read all the text. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah okay okay here, here's another good think, example anytime you're in the menu uh the the like your your inventory or the player equipment stuff like that if you right click anything it brings up another wall like a deeper description of text and that's where i learned everything Because nothing, um, nothing made sense because it doesn't follow no, any normal conventions of naming. So I'm just like, okay, what the hell is all this stuff? So I just sat there and right-clicked and read everything. That was an hour of my life reading all these freaking descriptions on the player <laughs> description screen. Yes, it was this game. I'm, I'm convinced. I, I'm sure now I found it that it wasn't <laughs> this game, everything I was describing. So that's good. Um, no, I, I, never, I haven't found that yet. I barely have looked at the... Uh, the inventory screens because they haven't really had to. I did find one fun bug. I had this stupid. 
it was a, an oddity, basically, aka a junk item. And I was trying to sell it to um, one of the the cultists. They have a store. And when I went to sell it, it gave me the gold, but it didn't remove the item from my inventory. And I sat there huh. and I sold it to him like 15 times before I said, okay, this is cheating. And then I ended up just dropping the item. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Okay, I got it's it. Cheating after fifteen. Yeah, it's cheating <laughs> after fifteen because that clearly paid for my my overnight stay with them. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> I found a, uh, a text, uh, but it was just that one object in the first half hour. I found a typo. Ah, oh. <laughs> I was like, really? I I'm mean, not... you guys should have played through this part like three million times by mm-hmm. now. <laughs> but. They That's just, okay. They just assumed that the great Monty Cook would not misspell anything. <laughs> I can't imagine he wrote all million plus words in this. It's just like by himself. I just man, I can't get past the wall of text. It is it is perfect. <laughs> yes, it is an unbelievably persuasive. Uh, Jesus. Um. Add-ons. I didn't. I still haven't downloaded my add-on yet. There's add-ons. Yeah, for the I Kickstarter. I got, I got. I got like the. I got the 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 digital book. Oh, uh, see, I went to the twenty dollars level. Let's see. What did, What am I supposed to get? Twenty dollars is the first level you could get the game. That's why I went with that. Yeah. At the time, I didn't have a whole lot of cash. Um, I got digital download copy. I get the it's digital DRM free, but. I got the the Steam version, so that's not true. Um, low price only available for those who help on the game. You also receive the digital enhanced game manual and all its textual glory. Yeah, yeah, I haven't downloaded that out yet. Neither have I. And I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm know terrified. If I yeah, I'm terrified. It. <laughs> yeah, like, it would be like, why do I need this now? Because <laughs> maybe it explains something. I don't know. So we haven't really talked about this story at all. Um, no. <laughs> aside from rescuing that guy and a little bit of the, what's going on in the end, which is, I found out it's called the underbelly. The underbelly. Um, but you are a husk, basically, of a god. You were discarded so he could find You're a, discarded a new body. god body. <laughs> yeah. And it's you're so, called yeah. the, was the forsa- not forsaken one. What are you called? Oh, shit. I can't even remember. I've looked at it a thousand times. Exactly. And it, <laughs> it makes sense when you see it. Um, Whatever. <laughs> so you're that. And you are you have special abilities because of that. And it, you, the way they did the um, character creation, I thought was very well done. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took me, like in that first hour and a half of intro opening tutorial, it seriously took me like half of that before I realized that it was a test to create your character. <laughs> okay, I, I figured it out right away. <laughs> so I'm just like, I okay. <laughs> just keep clicking things. And then that's how I ended up almost being a mage. I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> and then they give you the option to change it at the end. You're just like, okay. Um, so yeah, they, they do present you with traditional way of um changing everything if you didn't catch up on it you know you go through a character sheet blah 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 you can adjust everything the way you want it um so if you 
didn't want to be a nano, you can still be a jack. Um, and then you find out you're stuck in your own mind. Yeah. Which is cool because you end up with a lot of cool crap you got to deal with. <laughs> but it's just weird because you're talking to yourself in there and you're trying to figure out things. And so, when, it, uh, how back to the a, when we compare it to Planescape, right? Planes, okay. Planescape, you. I I I I'll I'll admit I've never beaten Planescape, so I haven't gotten that far into it. You're basically uh, a guy who can't be permanently killed. Like you keep dying, but you keep coming back to life because you keep being like self healing to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. How does that like? Since it's supposed to be a successor to that, how do, now you're like a, the <laughs> you're you're a shell of a former god and. You keep going into your mind and having discussions with yourself, and I'm just like, okay. This feels... So have you, have you died in the game? I haven't yet. Okay, I mean, so I've I only had, had two fights. <laughs> <laughs> I made a bad choice in the tavern that I found, and um, I died. And that's exactly what happens. You go back to that um, hub world that is your mind, and um, you can teleport right back to the same room you were in. Um I haven't figured out what else you can do in there yet. Um, mm. It looks like there's gateways that will unlock as you move through the game, and maybe you can do more in there. Um, I, I guess the question is, at least with Planescape, dying was part of the succession of the game, right? I think it. I think it's a major part of this, too, um, based on me just talking to the guy that's in there that is technically me, and so I'm talking <laughs> to myself. It's, when you look at it that way, it's really weird. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that I think that's what it's about. Is is when you go back into that world, you can still interact um, with the things that are there. I eventually, um, this is going to be a little bit spoilery, but um, I met a ghost and I pulled her into my mind, and she's stuck there now. Um, <laughs> and you, you I don't trapped know somebody in your mind. Yeah, she's trapped in. in the, they call them fathoms, the different rooms in your mind. They call them fathoms. She's trapped <laughs> in one of them. I did this last night. And um, I don't really know if this is a good or a bad thing, but she's there. And I can go into her room, but she can't get out herself. So what's... what? Okay, since I haven't died yet, what's the penalty of dying? The is... only penalty I noticed was time. Um, I had to deal with the stuff in my mind. And that was basically... I went right back to the real world, and it was like I hadn't died at all. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that makes me feel. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you're this um, this husk, this fallen part of the god, and you find out there's an ongoing war um, between a particular um, cast-off. That's it, the last cast-off. Um, so you're you're the last cast off. There's a particular cast off who started a war against the god and his followers, and that's basically what I found out was going on in the the city you're in called Sagar Cliffs. And there's a whole bunch of different things going on. There. I met a person who's recruiting for one side. I met other people who are just trying to avoid any involvement. And <laughs> I've been invited to join a church. <laughs> Great, <laughs> that can never go bad. <laughs> 
says the Catholic on a holy <laughs> They were like, join us. I'm like, I literally was like, let me think about this. And I walked away. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a good choice yet. <laughs> yeah. There's walls of text, but I still don't know which side of meaning. <laughs> I have lots of information, but I don't have what I want. My companions aren't helping. <laughs> Companions are kind of dicks. <laughs> Do I really still want these companions? Do I want the asshole instead of the bitch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. The question, the question I had, I sat, I sat there for like twenty minutes looking through the shop was like, do I even want to buy anything for my companions? You know what I mean? Like, do I want to waste <laughs> money for somebody who I might just treat like Yoshi and just jump off him to save my own life? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, continue. That's <laughs> uh, all I got for the story. It's about <laughs> what I know so far. There are other um, cast-offs. I have met other cast-offs. So that's Oh, yeah. I haven't met any of the other cast-offs yet, so. <laughs> uh, um, so other than... Oh, God damn it. I, I'm, I, and like I said, I'm... I'm falling into the trap of side quests, right? Yeah. I, I already have, yep. <laughs> I'm only three and a half hours into the game and I already have three semi major side quests going. <laughs> Let me load mine up real quick. I want to see how many quests I have. It's gotta be over 10. <laughs> Cause I just like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you with that. And yeah, then I it. keep I'll going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distinguished backers paid $10,000 to have their name listed. I know. <laughs> Continue. Was it J for your uh, quest luggage right now? Yeah, journal. Okay. J for journal. <laughs> that actually works. All right, main quest. I have one. Secondary quest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Completed. <laughs> one. <laughs> one main quest completed <laughs> nine secondary quests started <laughs> uh, crazy so some of the steam reviews are ripping they're sort of ripping on the story itself that I'm seeing right people are saying that it's they're disappointed at, that it wasn't Planescape Torment. And they like one guy was saying the story's pretty linear, you know. And he, he, I found the main story pretty linear, and that's saying much for a story that involves time travel. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal. Oh, that's absolutely brutal. I don't understand how... There, there is a huge disconnect between um, the gamers who reviewed this and then like IGN and uh, yeah. other popular, you know, ranking sites. Like Brash Games get a ten out of ten. IGN gave it eight point eight out of ten. CG, CGM gave it a nine point five out of ten. It just, I don't understand how there's this huge disconnect between them. And I, I couldn't give it a rating yet. I can tell you that I'm enjoying it but it's going to take me years to finish because of my reading speed and the fact that reading puts me to sleep. Here's another uh, brutal game. <laughs> Gamer review. <laughs> the game 
This game to plain shape torment is what Attack of the Clones is to the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that hurts. <laughs> it's, a, it's rough. For the reference, I've played through Planescape Torment three times over the years. I had wow. played this game for 110 minutes when I started to doubt whether there would be fun or an interesting story <laughs> sometime soon. <laughs> After seven hours of playing, fun's still nowhere to be found. <laughs> okay, so this other guy says this should not be a game. It might have been a good pick-your-own-adventure book, but as a game, it's mediocre. I That was something that did cross my mind. Right when I was like an hour two and a half of this game so far, I was sitting here reading. I'm like, this should just be a book, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's almost like imagine if like if in the book you're reading like an actual book, and at any point in the book you could click on a character's name like on a Kindle, and it brings up like a side bar of you know data like goes out to like a wiki page of them right <laughs> like of their character right that's what this game feels like it almost feels like i'm reading a freaking book and all the choices i'm doing are just bringing up wiki pages around the same thing right and are, are you the same way as me where like you can't not read a dialogue choice like you have to go through you have to crawl through the entire Almost always, unless I know they're going to be absolutely useless. Yeah. Yeah, I go through, if they have nine choices, I go through all nine, <sighs> find out as much as I can, which just makes the game take longer. Why I we, almost never find out anything this? interesting. Why do we do this to ourselves? Occasionally you get that one tidbit that you can use, like, yes, I don't have to go fight through that nest of geese. <laughs> I can just tell them this. Why? Because I took the time to read instead of fighting. <laughs> People in chat can chime in. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> so I looked up one of the funny reviews. Starting Torment after Fallout 4 was a trip. I had to remember how to read words. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Would lose my mind, body, and soul again. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still... Overall, I think I'm still leaning towards... I would recommend this game, right? I would recommend it if you like isometric RPGs. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you won't like it. It is that. I'm not going to say it's as good as Baldur's Gate or Tor- uh, Planescape Torment. I haven't gotten far enough to tell you that, um, percentage-wise. So I did go back about a year ago, and I installed Planescape, and I played like two hours of it. The, the, very sto- slow start. the story is still there, but God, that, that, the, the, the user interface is just, it is pain. Like I can't go back to those old games anymore. I had to swallow replaying Baldur's Gate again. I'm just like, stupid. I like... think it was, um, extra life 2014. I played like eight hours in, of Planescape and, uh, that was the only time I've actually sat down to play it. It was good. I didn't feel like I needed to finish it. I wasn't that dragged into the story. Yeah. I, I, I think I, it was because I didn't die. I uh, I have read the actual, like, D&D novel, Planescape. Um, the first one, I think. I, I, I There might have been more than one. But I, I, I did, I remember reading that and, like, coming, like, I... I I remember, like, I, I came to those books so late in the game. Like, I remember back in the day reading the, the classic, uh, 
the the Dragonlance series, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, "Oh, you gotta read this Drizzt series," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I f- went out and found that or you know R.J. Salvador stuff. And you know, you fall in love with that. You're like, "Oh, this is great! It's Forgotten Realms. You know, it's awesome." Yep. And, then, and then one of my friends was like, "Dude, you gotta read Planescape." And it is so radically different. You're <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> but then, you know, like. I'm going to have to pick that one up. I haven't read that one. I've read most of the uh, Trits books, but not that. And then I actually, the, the same guy that did that, he also, we played a couple D&D games in Planescape. And that's where I fell hardcore in love playing tabletop Planescape, right? That world is insane. Um, and then every time I've played D&D since, it's just like, oh, we're back on Baldur's Gate. You know, you're just like, it's not Planescape. It's man. not it's Planescape. Not <laughs> it's not Planescape. I would kill to play Planescape. If anybody out there listening wants to play Planescape, I swear to God, I will be in. I will be in so hard. <laughs> I found another pretty funny review. This game is like having someone in a trench coat talk to you about anime on a bus while you desperately try to avoid making eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know what the sad part is? I can't defend the game. (laughs) No, you can't because it is. There are parts that are like that. That is so damn true. That being said, I'm going to keep playing. I really enjoy sitting there on my couch playing it. Mostly, I want to see everything in it. It's so gorgeous. The art in this game is incredible. Yeah, the art. Okay, yeah that that is compared to the older, you know, games like this, the Baldur's Gate, the Planescapes. This thing is just sexy to look at. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. <laughs> You could you could load these backgrounds up and just have them run as a screensaver, and you would enjoy every minute of. Oh yeah, they're just awesome. Uh, wow, we've been talking about this for an hour. It doesn't feel like it. Well, we haven't <laughs> been we haven't been reading about it. Nope. <laughs> Damn it! That's another hour I lost that I'm not going to put into the game. To be fair. <laughs> so, I guess. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. I I think in my mind, I think to really enjoy this game, I'm going to have to play this thing to completion and not play any other RPGs. Does that make sense? Like even you were saying. And not not take a big break either because you yeah. If you, exactly. That's what I'm like. I think I should like, just. I took a week off and I, you saw how hard it was for me to remember crap. I should just power through this thing, play like an hour or so every other night or something. And, and then go from there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just to, to like, I don't know. I, I have, we have no idea what the replayability would be like. I'm assuming that obviously if you play a different type of character, like right now I'm taking a very charismatic character, right? So I'm talking my way out of everything. I've been talking my way out of a lot of stuff through intelligence. I bet if I take just a, a complete oaf who is really good at a sword. Hack and slash, yep. It'll be a completely different game. <laughs> but it'll still be walls and walls of text. Yeah, you're still going to have walls and walls of text. <laughs> um, if I do somehow end up getting to a second playthrough, I think I'm going to play as 
and intelligence zero to the point where I don't think I can read. And then really <laughs> role play that and just, I don't know what you're saying. And moving on, see what happens. <laughs> That's nice. Let's hit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there was an option earlier in the game where it's just like, there's like this glowing obelisk or something. It was just like, one of the options is like, touch it. And you're just like, I hit, I click, I'm like, okay. So I click touch it. And one of your companions is like, uh, the last person that went to touch that basically got their face melted off. And then it gives you the option to touch it again. And I'm just like, <laughs> should I do it? Like, <laughs> I think I did. I think I said, yeah, fuck it. What the hell? You touched it. Is that where you died? No, that wasn't the. That wasn't where I died. I think I got. I think I got a boost out of it. Oh uh. um, no, I died. I died in the tavern when I decided to drink something that uh, he told me might kill me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, don't eat the puffer fish. This sometimes kills people. No, okay, I'll drink it anyway. Hey, you learned about the death mechanic. That's right. Without that, we wouldn't have. We would. We wouldn't even be able to discuss this. <laughs> That's one that what I didn't do that for the show, but it, I was like, "This is a torment game, right? I have to die at some point. I might as well check it out." Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, talk about the grind. The grind is reading. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I swear to you, this is the only game where I ha- I haven't. Well, no, no, I take that back. Um, Dragon Quest Seven or Dragon Warrior Seven. Um, I think it's like three hours into the game where you get to the first fight. Holy crap! But it's eight bit text that you're reading. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pain. <laughs> it's it's not easy to read. Yeah, there's the the scrolling isn't. Nice. It's press a button and you get a whole new wall of text. How long? Okay, hang on. Let's 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 do this while we're live here. Oh god. I'm um, going out to howlongtobeat.com, my favorite website in the world. Let's see. Oh god. Dragon Warrior 7. Dragon Quest 7. No, 6 7. Why isn't it in there? Okay, I don't think this is possible with the rate I read, but Tides of Numenera says for completionist, 32 hours. Ha! <laughs> right. I don't think completionist counts reading. I okay, really don't. Okay, okay, how much was it? 30... 32. For a completionist? Yeah. It's got more words than the Bible. Right? It's going to take me 32 <laughs> hours to read, the, you know... Just the Old Testament. <laughs> Here's the thing that terrifies me about Dragon Warrior Seven, and I, 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 I'm playing a physical copy on my PlayStation Three. It's a PlayStation One game, right? Um, main story only, 104 hours. Completionist, 257 hours. Okay, I just looked, and there's only one person who says he's a completionist. He took 23. There's two that did just the main story, and they averaged to 32. So that guy's a dick. <laughs> he's a speedrunner. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously hacking, wall hacking or something. 
So uh, I, I imagine this has got to be much closer to a hundred hours. You know, like ever. Here's another fun thing: is if you give it enough time, uh, all of those old classic D and D games. If you just wanted the story, eventually someone's going to make like a trainer, <laughs> you know, where you could just <laughs> you could fuck with your game save, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's bound to happen. <laughs> I have done oh. that a few times where I'm just like, I just want to learn the story of this. <laughs> I don't care about the mechanics of the fighting. Oh, uh, man. There's not... This is... I could play Minecraft, like, unbelievably drunk, right? And still have a great hey. time. This game... I've been playing sober, like I've been playing sober, like, like really sober because I'm trying to like concentrate and I found out that I couldn't even play this game when the kids were down here because they'd be talking to me or be, you know, distracting and I'm just like, oh, which kind of hampers my time to play this, you know, it gives you like a half hour at night. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, Ah, why? That's why it's called torment because it's tormenting us. It all makes sense now. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) we'll make that as a stopping point on this game. (laughs) Unless, is there anything else you think we need to talk about torment? Um, we didn't talk about Numenera at all, and uh, so just real quick, what they are is they're little things that, like trinkets, basically you can apply one use trinkets. Um, and they do they do stat things for you and help you through tasks. Um, so <laughs> it's torment tides, which we talked about, which were the colors of Numenera, which are these things around you. So not exactly the most creative title. <laughs> Doesn't tell you much about the story at all, <laughs> at least as far as I can tell so far. Draculetta wanted to know if is it a Diablo two clone. It is not a Diablo 2 clone. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell Scott. It. it is not a Diablo 2 clone. <laughs> it's a Diablo clone. It's got RPGO. Diablo clone. Brannick nor Scott have purchased this game, so we won't, we won't have the answer to that until both of them have the game. And I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see... This doesn't look like a Scott kind of a game for some reason. <laughs> Listening to the episode you had them both on just reminded me of when Scott and I would go at it at Late Night Steamer. But he never hated me at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you and I personally agree on very different things, right? But we have this, As far as politics? We yeah. have a gentleman's agreement to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love you, man. Uh God damn it, that's funny. <laughs> okay, uh, and XP Quest news. We don't have any news other than, yeah. Uh, so, fun fact, I just found out tonight that also, uh, due to daylight savings time, um, Raytech, uh, since he's in Australia and they don't recognize daylight savings time, we might have to push the show back another hour. So It'll we be a Saturday show. We might be doing this show <laughs> at midnight now. I will have to confirm that once we get back to I don't know. 
we've got to do something. There's some weird conversion of the metric system or something <laughs> between the time between him and I, and we got to figure this out. But so we're because still... it's getting pushed back so late. You should add late night to the front of this, and then you're going to sound like you're some. Um, <laughs> You're, you know, you got the LGBTQ group, and you would be the LNXPQ. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, in our finding time to grind section, uh, what are you playing this week? So I'm working on uh, Shining Force for our next episode of Return of the Retro. Um, Shining Force is a Genesis RPG. I didn't realize how squad based it was and tactical it has to you have to be. I got like nine guys I'm controlling. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And really? I'm not very good at it either. <laughs> so it's it'll be an interesting show because I don't know how much you know, I got another week to get through it. I don't know how much of it I how much I can stand to play because I'm not very good and it <sighs> It's kind of punishing. Like certain guys will just all of a sudden start attacking you if you go too far in the map. So you're trying to clear out this last group, and as soon as you get close to that group, the next group already starts moving towards you. And if you aren't lined up just right to kill them quickly, you get you get flanked, and then all your you know support guys just get annihilated. And then you got to pay to resurrect them. It. I'm not good at it. We'll just say that. So I have to keep grinding, literally grinding in that game. <laughs> I was happy when you guys released uh, your Castlevania episode. I'm like, yes, they're back. <laughs> did you get it? Did you get it on iTunes? Yeah, by chance. Okay. Yeah, yeah like because... I, I, I was sitting there one day, and my i like literally, I got a pop up message on my iPhone saying new episode. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like it was a pop up on my iPhone. That's how exciting it was. I'm like, yes, download. <laughs> Because, because they deleted us off of iTunes, they had to reapply. Um, I what happened was we had a. Uh, to be fair, you were almost an entire year before you released something. <laughs> it was it was six months, <laughs> July to uh, March. Yeah, okay. yeah, six months. <laughs> um, but uh, the reason we didn't release anything is because I was moving and everything like that, but. They deleted us, I think, because our feed got killed. Um, my partner run uh, pays for the hosting of that, and I pay for the hosting of the website. And it still is not listed here in my podcast on iTunes Connect, so that's weird. Um, really? But um, they he, he didn't update his credit card information. So one day I went oh. to my website, and I tried to play an old episode, and it was just gone. The whole feed was gone. Luckily, we got that fixed, but... I'm surprised you got it through iTunes because <laughs> I can't, I can't pull it down with uh, my pod scraper. Yeah. It, I use it, uh pocket cast on Android and I think it scrapes iTunes and it's not there. It showed up in my feed as a, as a new show and then it auto downloaded and said it was ready. Like I, <laughs> are you sure you, are you, did you add us through the RSS feed? No. Or did you search? I, huh. I added you through the iTunes store like a year or two ago. Okay. Well, yeah. at least someone's getting it. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right now, I'm searching through Pocket Cast for Return of the Retro, which is the name of the show. It's returnoftheretro.com if you want to go check it out. 
Yeah, we got Lord of the Rings radio. Not not Return of the Retro. Return of the Living <laughs> podcast. Aww. Return of the Greatest Angel. Not showing up. That sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll have to go to iTunes later and search for myself to make sure I'm there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, returnoftheretro.com, right? That, that's, yeah, you can always find us there, and there's an RSS thing. or whatever you use to get back. <laughs> I just linked your Castlevania thing into the chat, because Dracula, you, you hit on a nerve. It was like, Castlevania? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It is here. It's the only one in... Oh, it's only unplayed. No, the whole feed is here in iTunes. That's really weird. <laughs> it doesn't show up in the place where you apply for to have a podcast, and it doesn't show up in Pocket Cast. And I know it's on Google Play now. I put it there, but it's just weird. Okay. I, Let's figure that out. <laughs> I work in IT, and I don't even understand how all this works sometimes. But it works, and it, it's one of those things. Setting up a podcast, it's like good networking, right? You set it up and then you never touch it ever again, or you will fuck it all up. <laughs> Drac could probably even talk about that too, because <laughs> I think for a while there he almost lost his show too. <laughs> so, and then we had the whole fiasco with uh, Geek Culture Happy Hour just disappearing. Yeah, that disappeared. Um, yeah, and see, that is why I'm hosting. I'm I'm personally hosting all of the show files out of my house. There's a crappy Linux box in my basement that hosts XPQuest, which is why like when a new show gets published, my internet runs like crap for a few days because you know everybody's downloading yeah, it, yeah. 100 meg <laughs> files out of my basement across my five meg upload speed. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is like, "Why is the Facebook running slow?" And then you did what you did, releasing 20 episodes the last two weeks. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to open another Guinness. <laughs> very nice. Uh, so you're also playing... Uh, you, you're doing your, your, your Twitch... You, you were Twitch streaming arcade games. Yes. With a camera. So, <laughs> like, not screen capture, with a camera. Right, I was... <laughs> Because the system I use for the main cabinet is so old, I can't really stream off it and play on it at the same time. So I use my work laptop set on top of a chair. I'm sorry, set on top of a stool that's on top of a chair. <laughs> and the how... reason I do that is it gives you this great player two look. Like if you're watching someone play at the arcade or you're there playing with me, it gives yeah, you that like same. You, it's like angle you're watching view. over somebody's shoulder play an exactly. arcade game. So it's it, authentic. It, really ended up, it ended up looking really nice. So I was like, I'll do that. And there's no glare, and it actually looks good too. <laughs> and, well, you can, and for the most part, you can also see your your for the I, I I imagine that for the the hardcore arcade people, they're watching your hand play too, right? I, I purposely keep them in the shot just so that they can see that I am the one pressing the buttons and everything. It's not just a video playing. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it makes it more fun that way. It's kind of like you're almost watching like uh, the King of Kong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> what this I, is what real I, life. I haven't seen I, anybody stream that on Twitch yet, which is why I was. I mean, maybe I just haven't delved that deep into those circles, right? Yeah, probably not. Although they may <laughs> not, they may not do that because they're going to be the people that are going for that are probably playing on hardware. Yeah. So. I I have I've been toying around the idea of Twitch streaming me brewing beer. 
and I wanted to get like a static camera watching the boil pot. And then I wanted to get like a, (laughs) I've been rigging up. I've been trying to think of an idea of how to rig up a helmet with a web camera on there. That's wireless. So you could see my view of me going around, you know, cause like watch, I've watched people on YouTube boil or I've watched people on YouTube make beer and the videos are either horrible or they're like decent, but you could tell there's like four or five people involved in the whole process, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody's walking around with a camera. And, you know what I mean? And the, I'm like, nobody is Twitch streaming, making beer. And I'm like, that could be an idea. <laughs> so if you did this, would the pot ever boil if people watched? Oh, that's so, so meta. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, because see, that's the thing. It's like wash pot never boils. So the whole wash pot never boils. But God, you you've made some beer. You know that yeah. you you watch that damn pot because when it boils, it makes a mess if you don't yeah, watch you, it. <laughs> you have to be there when it starts to boil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making like five gallon batches, so I'm boiling like seven or eight gallons of liquid. So I did, have a uh, glass top now, so I. Basically, I think I'm out of the beer business until we get the uh, the uh, gas stove back in. Oh my god, dude! I was we're, making, we're getting I was, one. I was making extract kits on my glass top, and it took an hour to bring three and a half gallons of water to a boil. And yeah, I don't, don't want to deal with that because I know hour. I just have, <laughs> my big stock pots are cheap metal. They're not, you know, I have nice Kelflon for our cooking, and I have cheap. You know, not, I don't even know if they're stainless steel or if they're tin um, pots for the the boil, and it just like, no, I want to wait on that. Don't Dude, don't want to do that. Honest to God, game changer, freaking propane, like, uh, like a turkey fryer. Yeah, once you go propane, I'm never going back inside to the stove. I don't care if it's snowing or if it's a hundred degrees outside. I will be outside from now on. <laughs> My buddy does that. He also saves um, snow <coughs> to use as water. Nice. So, so each spring he has like three beers he makes out of the snow he saved all winter. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, he 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 bring, takes a bucket of snow, brings it in, melts it, gets another bucket, melts it, pours it into a pot. Wow. That's fucked up. He, na- <laughs> he names him after the storm. So <laughs> we just him. got we just got two feet of snow. Uh, what was it, Stella that came through yeah. this nor'easter? He made so a Stella I'm sure beer. We'll, yeah, he's gonna have a couple Stella beers. I'm sure. Ah. Uh. Nice. <laughs> and he's gonna... he's much more into it. You're much more into it than I. I have always had kits. So, dude, you got to go go out and get your one of you like get on eBay or not eBay. Get on Amazon. Like bookmark the Bayou Classic Turkey Fryer burner, right? And the... my my dad's got a got a, a turkey fryer. I could probably borrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you only use it once every month, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> as a as a beginner home brewer, you're like starting off low. You got to just dip your foot in like a freaking hot tub, right? <laughs> yeah, just do a five gallon batch at a time. Yeah, the the oh my god, the amount of time you could bring. <laughs> apparently, apparently the shift is over at my work. I just got an Outlook email. I don't even know why I have Outlooks to open on my work laptop next to me. <laughs> The, the knock just sent out their nightly shift review. 
of all the tickets. I don't care about that. Shut down Outlook. No work. Okay. I'm in charge, but I don't care about all the <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, good time. Um, yeah, it, once you go turkey fryer or, or, you know, the banjo propane burner, you will never go back because I could take um, typically the, the five gallon batches. I have to do a full boil, which means I have to bring instead of like a partial extract boil of like three and a half gallons, I have to boil the full amount plus the amount that will be evaporated. So typically it's seven and a half gallons of liquid, right? That you have to bring to a boil. And with my burner, um, which is equivalent to like one of those, you know, turkey fryer burners. Um, I could get it to a full boil in about 20 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. But yeah, but with that amount of heat though, like, oh my God, when it, when it does that boil over, it is like fighting a dragon. Like I have to shut the fire off. I have to stir like a mofo. And then usually my son's sitting there with a, a spray, like a water sprayer, like you know, a spray bottle, and he's like spritzing it at the same time to, to cool just the top <laughs> layer. He's like, no, 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 no. It's like you got to fight it. But <laughs> once you once you get it down, you feel like victorious. You know, it's like you, it's yeah. like it's like a video game. You're just like, oh, this is the best day ever. I fought the boil. <laughs> <laughs> people listening to this who have not brewed beer go out there and find someone who brews beer and just brew a batch it is unbelievably fun <laughs> it's it's really interesting there's a lot of work involved if you there's a want. lot of work involved especially if you're bottling into serving sizes instead oh. of you know growlers um but yeah it's, i uh i'm tough. never bottling ever again screw that <laughs> It's not it's not that bad if you have the right equipment. Um <laughs> it would suck. It was horrible. Like I'm so used to kegging. I'm like why am I bottling? Oh, you're used to kegging, yeah. The, but I start started out bottling and you know you just put all the bottles in the dishwasher, you run it on sanitized mode, and they're good to go. And then you just gotta get a a, a filling wand that has a valve on the you know, pressure sensitive valve on the bottom. Yeah, my and filling it, wand still dripped. Oh, that's a problem. Mine does not. <laughs> yeah, it dripped. So there was freaking beer everywhere. And I was doing it on my kitchen floor. I well, had at least did it on a floor you can clean. <laughs> I had my wife bring me like a cookie tray and yep. it was starting to pool. Like halfway through it, I, I, I shut off the valve off and I'm like, can you empty this and bring the tray back, please? Like I poured out probably three beers. That's how oh, bad. The, that's how bad the drip was. Like <laughs> it, it, it was my really no, and it was my <laughs> it was my stout. So beer, like it was stainy, kind of dark. <laughs> it was like I was dripping used motor oil all over the floor. But hey, positive thoughts. That will be ready in two days. So I'll nice. send, I'll send you out some tweets. <laughs> Very I'll, cool. I'll find a way to ship you a bottle if it's really good. So. Okay. Apparently, you have to declare it as olive oil, and that's how the the postal service will deliver it. Be like, yes, this is olive oil in this bottle. You're not allowed to ship beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who would ever do such a thing? But if it's olive oil, you could still ship it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I don't understand. This stupid. It's it's all tax related. I know, but it's just stupid. 
Oh, yet, a little kid can get the beer. So what? <laughs> yet, you know, Chinese people are shipping fentanyl. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Things that can literally kill you, we'll ship those. But beer, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we, you can't tax that, so. <laughs> uh, okay, we're straying. Uh, yeah. Anything else just you're playing? <laughs> just, just a little. Anything else you're playing? Um, not really. Just a <laughs> trying to torment, keep it simple. Torment the arcade stuff. Oh, I did get something really cool. I bought a uh, Sega Genesis portable. Nice. And so I got it at Target. It's fifty bucks. It looks. It's smaller than my phone. It looks like. Um, what would you describe it? It looks like a Game Boy Advance, but without the clamshell. Like it's all in one layer. And oh. it takes an a SD card. Sega so I, Genesis Portable. Yeah, it takes it takes an SD card, so you can load every oh. ROM onto it. So right now, I got every Genesis game on it. The only problem is, for stuff like Shining Force, you can't save your game. So <laughs> oh. I, those types of games are out. But you know, if you want to sit there and play Sonic the Hedgehog, it's it's great. It's right there in your hand. It's portable. It's I mean, like if you take the space of the QWERTY keys, you know, just Q to P. Down to your space bar. That's about how big it is. Wow. <laughs> it's tough. awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So last week we discussed um, the, the the consensus was all about the the, the Nintendo whatever the, switch? Hell, like, the switch, right? Are uh, like, are you getting one of those? I'm not willing to pay three hundred dollars play <laughs> play Zelda. I don't know anybody else that's getting one. I've asked around people at my work. Nobody I know personally is getting one. <laughs> I don't know anyone personally that's getting one either. There's a bunch of people on, on Twitter I follow. There's a few yeah. of the guys in the Torch Fork mob got one. I'm convinced at this point they work for Nintendo and they're just fake, <laughs> they're fake accounts. Like <laughs> I, I almost pulled the trigger the day after it was announced to pre-order and then I backed off because I... Zelda was the only game I was interested in and I looked at it again the day it came out knowing that I could go to Target and get one and I, once again I was like nope not not doing it, it, it's, it there's one game worth playing right now people argue that 1-2 Switch is good and that uh, there's another one that's a shaped game I forgot the name of it that's good it's a freaking tech but demo <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to play with anyone because like right now no one comes to the house to play video games people that come over here come to just hang out be friends I don't have a lot of gamer friends that are nearby. So the multiplayer aspects of a Nintendo system don't work for me. <laughs> and I ha- I can play Zelda on my Wii U if I want to. And I've never finished a 3D Zelda game that wasn't Darksiders. Wow. So <laughs> it just it, it <laughs> seems silly to me to get. I, I am uh... interested in the new Mario game coming out, but that doesn't show up until holiday season. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> By then, it might even be a reduced price if if things don't go well over the summer. So, <laughs> if if you look at at the unique games you can play, you have one two switch, you have uh, that are coming out for this that are Nintendo. You know that you can't play anywhere else. You have one two switch, um, you have Zelda, you have Splatoon two coming out, Mario Eight Deluxe is or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still Mario Kart 8, so that's out. I don't count that as unique. Um, and then and Splatoon doesn't come out till midsummer. 
and then there's a game called Hands, I think it was called. Or, oh no, Arms. It's called Arms. <laughs> it, I watched a kid playing it. It looks like it's the next evolution of Wii Boxing. Oh God. I, it, it looks like there's more strategy to it, and it, it looks fun, but I'm not interested. Um, and then there is the new Mario coming out, which is a 3D Mario, and that looks really cool. But once again, it's holiday time frame. I'm going to wait <laughs> until there's until there's you know a stable of quality games that I can't get anywhere else because I have an so Xbox saying, One, I have saying, like, a, a brand new gaming computer. The only reason you buy it now is so you get Zelda. But if you already have a Wii U, I don't have a Wii U, so I'm just like I don't. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just have nothing. I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll just but you can on. go. I have torments, go... tides of Numer- Numenera, Numenera, Numenera. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. There, there, the nice thing about the Wii U is there are a lot of great Nintendo games to play on it, and there's a lot of great indies. So if you can get one for you know 150 bucks at you know used at GameStop, and you can pick up Zelda for 50 bucks, 200 bucks to play the game, it's much better than 360 bucks to play the game. So, like, and that's if you're interested. Thing, if, what I understand, the Zelda game is amazing. The so. Wii is just. I still I have the original Wii and my God there was so much crap for that <laughs> that is so full of shovelware it's not even funny I saw the Wii U is not like that it's harder to get stuff for the Wii U like but two, there are some great games on it two months ago in my Twitter feed I remember seeing like uh, an article on some gaming site where somebody they did an article on some guy who completed a full collection of Wii games. And I'm like, what? Why do you hate life? Like, <laughs> like, how did you even do that? Yeah, the guy had a full collection of Wii games, and I'm like, kill yourself, Jesus Christ! Like, you talk about like collecting crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why would you do that? That is so horrible. <laughs> Man, that is nuts. <laughs> okay. Um, as for my grinding this week, um. It's been it's it's been a week. Uh, I played some more Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, my sons, uh, my younger son, five year old Kyle, loves that game. So like him and I sort of been playing together. Um, he's terrible at controls. And he wants to build stuff that will kill you, but he actually enjoys the game. So that that's been our father son game. Um, that's cool. I sampled this game that I got in, uh, it was in a bundle. It was one of the humble bundles called Hero of the Kingdom. It's interesting as heck. It's, it's almost like you're playing a choose your own adventure game, but unlike Tides of Numera, Numenera, um, it's like sentences, right? <laughs> you only get like a sentence or two. <laughs> So it's very quick and it's very fun and it's enjoyable. It, it's, I didn't, I wasn't, I was on the fence. I was like, it came with a bundle. So I'm like, okay, you know, if, even if it sucks, I got the rest of the stuff. But for whatever reason, like I, I kind of dig it. It's, it's fast. It's simple. It's easy to play. So it's, that's cool. Look that one up. Hero of the kingdom. Um, and then of course I finally installed and played mountain. I think. <laughs> I think I played that game. I let it run on my computer for two days. And every now and then I would look at it 
and I I would just be like, I don't get I don't get it. It's like that's not a game. It's a piece of artwork. I think <laughs> is the best way to put it. <laughs> um, and of course we played Torment. Um, and yep. then I I sample played another game that came with that same bundle called Turmoil, and it's basically a strategy game on uh the wild west oil rush <laughs> i guess is the best way to put it okay it's fun you should look that one up if you like strategy games um imagine kind of like the fun of like age of empires 2 but instead okay. you're drilling for oil <laughs> i guess that's the best way to put it it's kind of hectic and fast paced and you're just like oh my god and then you're like, you have this constant war between do I buy, sell, or store? And then they say, okay, well, now you could sell. <laughs> now suddenly there's two people buying oil and they're different prices and it keeps going up by like every second the price either goes up or down. So you're either making or losing money. And then you're also playing against four other people who are bots who are also doing the same thing. And it's. It's screw it screws your mind, but I only got an hour into the game and I had a blast playing it. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna be playing a lot more of this game. And then of course I played some more into Borderlands. I'm trying to uh plow through that too. Unlike uh my other games where I've been sort of sampling and uninstalling and categorizing uh Borderlands, I, I couldn't uninstall it. I'm like, I'm gonna play through this, so Okay. Maybe between <laughs> Torment and Borderlands, I'll get like I'll get my shoot on, and then I'll get my read on. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, Torment I, I, clearly is going to be like reading a book, and Borderlands it's all about just spraying bullets everywhere, right? So I found Borderlands a little boring. <laughs> well, yeah, it's start- like if you read the text, but like it, you know, even <laughs> reading the text, there's there's a lot of empty space you got to get through yeah there is but i'll give you that it wasn't a bad game it just i get tired (laughs) i put it down um i sampled helicopter simulator 2014 search and rescue deleted is that anything like the game we played on your uh ps3 hooked up to your uh oh god no that was (laughs) that one was awesome the freaking apache (laughs) the apache strike (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was awesome. That, was the, that is the best Apache game ever, by the way. <laughs> I should not fly helicopters, so let's just throw that out there <laughs> as a start. As a start of any conversation, I should not be flying a helicopter, especially while drinking. <laughs> yeah the the uh, uh, helicopter rescue search and rescue simulator 2014. I I I crashed that thing within three minutes. Like <laughs> like all I had to do was fly out and inspect a forest fire, and I just totally, I totally pancaked that helicopter in a mountainside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that has been my week. Uh, the Gatcast guys, if they're even still a Gatcast, um. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> There's some weirdness. I think there. they are too. <laughs> um, I they they've started up a new version of Feed the Beast something. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's 
one of the different flavors of Feed the Beast, and I've been playing on their server. What's messed up is every time I join their their feed their Minecraft server, if somebody's on, as soon as I join, they leave, and then like if somebody else joins, usually they leave. Like nobody's ever on at the same time. That I sucks. I don't know if they're like avoiding each other or what, but like it's it's. I'm playing on a multiplayer server where nobody talks, and I'm just like, well, this is not fun. <laughs> no, not at all. Might as well be playing on your own. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I ugh. love the guys to death, but their multiplayer server's kind of bumming me. So <laughs> I at least have walls of text to read at Torment. That's right. <laughs> to cheer me up. So You'll always have someone to talk to in Torment. <laughs> yeah, there's always somebody to talk to in Torment. <laughs> That is no lie. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, apparently, there is now 22 donators on Patreon. Hey, all right. We went from 1 million to 22 somehow. Uh, if you'd like to support the Players Alliance on Patreon, go out to the donations page on our website or any of our websites, and you can support the Players Alliance. And you can get all sorts of rewards, including being on our show, which you don't have to pay a cent for. But please pay money, because stuff costs money. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, there's a fee to everything you see out there on the internet. Even my free web server out there, I'm still technically paying for bandwidth, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, and power. Yeah, and power. <laughs> Thank God I built um, it's a uh, it, It's a dual-core it's a Pentium dual core processor. <laughs> so not a lot of power, <laughs> but some. The uh, For us to run Return of the Retro, where we put out one show since July, costs us about $300 a year. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> We're uh, um, obviously not doing something right. <laughs> ah, that hurts, dude. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> Oh no! That's oh, my my hosting is coming up again in April, and going to be looking around because that that doesn't include our Lipson. Our Lipson is half that, and then the site itself is another half. And I, I'm definitely going to try to find a way to to mitigate some of this money. Okay, so on XP Quest, our host like our total cost for the show. For our show now, I don't know about the rest of the 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 pet, you know the the Players Alliance sites, but for our show, it's basically the cost of the domain because everything else is through like FeedBurner and the hosting itself is off a Linux website in my basement, and I'm using free Dyn DNS for you know the dynamic DNS to basically get to my house. <laughs> so yeah nice we gotta fix this dude <laughs> yeah absolutely we our, do. Our, our, our cost is the yearly cost of a url renewal <laughs> a domain name you know <laughs> now you know draculetta has all the bills he could probably tell you all the other bs like i think there's some like the uh, the 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 players alliance we have like a premium uh, WordPress subscription so like we have premium templates, but I mean even that's you know when you spread it across four or five shows it's nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how anybody else's 
posting their stuff either, but I chose the way of simplicity and cheapness, and it's working, so I'm a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to contact us, you could always email us at podcast at xbquest.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Players Alliance is at Players Ally. XP Quest is at XP Quest. Uh, I'm at DJ Pimp Daddy and Ray Tech. If he was here, he would be at Ray Tech Rages. And both of us, uh, Ray Tech and I, both have YouTube channels where we play all sorts of nonsense. Definitely go out there and find Ray Tech. Uh, just search on YouTube for Ray Tech Rages. Uh, he is currently playing a Planescape series. I think he is like 20 episodes in. It is fantastic because he like, he's going to die, okay? Because in his Planescape <laughs> tutorial, he reads every word of text, right, into YouTube. He's going to... He reads them out loud? Yeah, to the YouTube people, right? And it's a great series because there's a reasonable amount of text, right? If he starts, yeah. If he starts playing... Torment. torment that way he's gonna die <laughs> like, it's, gonna like, this, it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like a thousand episodes of hour-long episodes mark my words he's gonna die there's a there's a reason this game doesn't have voice actors because you couldn't you you, <laughs> you raised four million dollars on kickstarter that's not enough to pay the people that you would need to read all the words <laughs> that's so true uh, yeah, so go out on YouTube and just search for DJ Pimp Daddy or Raytech Rages. We're out there. So where do people find you? Where, where Where's your shtick these days? Oh, you got uh, returnoftheretro.com for our podcast. You got randark.returnoftheretro.com for my blog that I don't keep up with anymore. And you have randark underscore CGC for my uh, personal Twitter. And the Torch Fork mob for where I go to uh, stream my arcade stuff. So, lots of places to see me now. The uh, uh, and I'm gonna be honest here. I I'm totally I. Well, you said you were gonna be streaming on their Twitch channel. I wish there was a way you could subscribe to a specific One person. show, but you can't because it's a mega feed. So like anytime yeah. that feed goes live, which is four or five times a day. Yeah. And I made that mistake and I'm like, Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually made a calendar event on my iPhone to remind me to watch your show. <laughs> Sunday, Sundays at 9am Eastern. That's but what I'm going to weekly. I was going to say, I, I'm hoping that, uh, for the most part, you're going to just tweet when you're going live and, you know, everybody follow your Twitter. <laughs> if you follow the uh, Torch Fork Twitter, that one will have me every time I go live. It'll be on there, and it'll mention my name, so okay. you'll know specifically it's me. Okay. <laughs> I try <laughs> to try to retweet that, Fork, guys. No, then absolutely not. They they're great streamers. There's but a lot of noise. Me, so. You know how it is. <laughs> there's a lot of noise. There's, there's a lot of Pokemon going on on there. There's a lot of retro stuff going on on there, and those are the major things right now. They seem like good guys, so, though. They are. They're absolutely great. <laughs> I kept up with them for a few days before I'm like, okay, I'm going to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad, but I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I get enough email. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Players Alliance live shows. Uh, don't forget, on Mondays, 8.30 Eastern, you have the DDO Players News. Still alive and thriving. That is a fantastic show. Go out there and listen to it. 
Uh, the first and third Fridays at 11-ish <coughs> p.m. Uh, we have XP Quest. Uh, whatever that show is. And then the last yeah, Fridays of the month, uh, we have Lotro. <laughs> the last Fridays of every month, we have the Lotro Academy show with Brannick. That is a fantastic in-depth show if you want to learn about every little mechanic of the show. Uh, of Lotro. And then Saturdays, 8.30 Eastern, we have the flagship Lotro Players News. Uh, always a good time. Um, a fun fact, when I listen to their show, I show up as alternate accounts and mess with people. I have so much fun doing that. <laughs> Not to blow my cover, but I have a lot of fun messing with people in it. <laughs> it's a good Are time. real Jonathan Blow? Maybe. <laughs> I haven't shown up. I haven't sh- don't, 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 don't mess up all my accounts. <laughs> I have, I have like fifteen accounts that I show up with. So just, Werner Herzog. I I, I troll people hard. <laughs> it's a good time though. So, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening and find time for that grind. Or in Torment's case, find time for the reading. My God, are you going to be doing some reading? So. Hey, if your all. kid needs to learn how to read and they like video games, give them Torment and say, hey. All you got to do is play this game and you'll know how to read. They still won't know how to read because there's mistakes, but that's fine. At least they'll be trying. With that, enjoy the outro music. Goodbye.